Steven, it's a new year. It's 2022. And I've got a big, fat, juicy wish that it's going to be a year full of fulfillment here on You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. What do you think? I've got a big old sauce-drenched wish myself just slapped on my plate here in front of me. And I'm going to dig in to a whole nother year of You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. It's going to be a big year full of winding down our rewatch of Community and moving on to whatever comes next for us and to be a part of it with us. There's so many ways to show your support. We've got a big old warm pool here for you. Come on and slip on your skibbies and slide down the ladder and dive in. How how can they get in this pool, Zach? If you put your toe in the water and it feels fine and you want to get waist deep, come join us on Patreon, patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. It's the way to support this show and to help us move it forward as we move into the future. It's also the way to get more of us every week with our live pre-show every week. You can't just a pre-show and all kinds of Patreon exclusive content coming all the time, Steven. We'd love for you to support us on Patreon, but you can also hang out with us free of charge over on Twitter at You Can't Disappod. We are also on Instagram at Can't Disappoint Podcast. And we're on Facebook and YouTube under the whole name of the show, You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. Also, if you would like to be a part of the show every week, you can email us at can'tdisappointpodcast at gmail.com. To be a part of next week's podcast, write us in your trivia, your favorite funny moment, and your episode MVP for next week's episode of Community, and we'll read it out loud on the show. If you like what we do here, leave a review wherever you leave reviews about podcasts. Yeah, maybe like... The Sharper Image product review site. Leave us a review there. There's uh, like a box full of sticky notes at my post office. Write a review and leave it there. I hope you guys are jumping on board with us and you're ready to traverse 2022 with me and Steven. What do you say? Let's rip our way into another episode if you can't disappoint a podcast. Cannonball! <laughs> I'll put like a big <laughs> splat. <laughs> Let's carve that jive turkey. Got that out of your system? Then I'm so happy to welcome you all to my home. Oh, thank you. Come in. (laughs) Take your coats off. Make yourself comfortable. A browsy available literature about Jesus Christ as your personal savior or not. No agenda. Let's do this, playa. Knock, knock. <laughs> Who's there? The fuh. The fuh what? Who? <laughs> scratch it, scratch it. Take two, start over. <laughs> the whole year of podcasting's ruined. Start, give, no, I'll nail it this time. Give me one more. Knock, knock. Yeah. Uh, who's there? <laughs> the fuh. The fuh who? The first episode of 2022! <laughs> you heard it right, people. It is the first You Can't Disappoint a podcast of 2022. I can't believe we've made it this far. This is our third calendar year uh, of doing this thing. and That means that it's the third calendar year of being in a pandemic. <sighs> Shit. And who knows? <laughs> is it, you know, the way things are going, we're wrapping up community Kind of. Uh, 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 who knows? It might be the last year for this particular project. You know, Zach, I think it's time we come clean about something. Oh. Yeah? Um, this has really been weighing on my chest a All lot. All the money we know... have in fracking. 
that that's to be expected. I was hoping we um, could keep that a little closer to our chest. Zach and I are responsible for the um, pandemic. For the pandemic, <laughs> as a as a ploy to get more viewers and yeah. uh, more watchers of our show. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so I'm happy to announce that the we're COVID ready to will be end ending it. when yeah. our show does. Yeah, <laughs> our our problem was starting it, but not mentioning our podcast anywhere. So it didn't yeah. really bring in a lot of extra people. <laughs> we kind of thought they'd come to us. You know, the pandemic that started like six months before we started doing this. <laughs> well, we had to lay the groundwork. Welcome to the show, everyone. You can't disappoint a podcast. It's going to be another year of the same. Hi, everyone. I'm Zach, and happy Jew Friday. Hi, I'm Steven, and howdy, partner. I want to give a shout-out at the top of the program to our $10 and up patrons over patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. Those people are Danny M. Lugo, Mary Baker Budisa, Ace, and Planeswalker Prez. We love you all very much. Thank you for supporting to the cause. And if you'd like to support us, go ahead and check us out over at Patreon. Patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. Also, and also fun stuff there. Shout-out over- to Daddy, the New Year's baby of them all. Our proud community papa at Communities on Twitter. Thanks for the continued support. Uh, We appreciate you very much, Daddy-O, don't we? You know, I'm so thankful for our daddy. I can't wait to snuggle up for a warm New Year's Eve kiss uh, with with Pops. The three of us (laughs) just meet in the middle. Sharing one big big chalice um, of sparkling grape juice uh, as we... Toast the night away. Oh, it's kind of a Lady in the Tramp situation where we all start on one side of the chalice, but yeah. somewhere in there the chalice is kind of set to the side. Yeah. <laughs> it's really poetic. Oh, man. Welcome to the show, everybody. Steven, this is our first time talking in a couple of weeks. We took a little bit of a holiday break. How was your Christmas? It is. It's been a a, a wild, crazy time over here, but yeah. it, it was good. It was nice. Christmas was good to kind of slow down a little bit and, uh, you know, just hang out with my brother and sister and my mom and got to see my grandma and yeah. my cousins and things. So that was fun. It was a great time. Nice. That sounds great. It would have been lovely you, to see you, you know. I put that whole two-man party together. I had you the, did. The, and I, to be I fair, had the icing all over say, my nether regions, and you didn't it, show. It would have been nice to see me, but somebody starts work early in the morning, and I yeah. don't get up. That's true. That's true. Papa wouldn't let us have the house because he had to work early the next day. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, my Christmas was good. We saw a family. It was nice. We exchanged presents, had a lovely time with Lil as always. Lil gifted us something cool, something new for the podcast that we're unleashing with this episode today. Lily gifted us new podcast artwork. Woo! Yes. I love it. Looks great. Yes. Done by a local artist that we're friends with. Their name is Jenica. They are very talented and I don't have it ready. I should have, but I will put their oh, social media and their contact suck. art in the episode description for this one, so you can commission stuff from them, check out their art, give them a follow. They're very talented, and I I love it. They did a good job of capturing our essence. Yeah, they did great. I thought it was really good. Yeah, I thought your hair especially looked very, very like like that was your hair. It was. Realistic. I thought so too. Yeah, it was it's, really good. Yeah, 
You you say that meaning that yours doesn't? No, I just thought that yours like looks really like that was like that jumped out to me like damn they really well like, they've seen good. me in person. I don't know if they've ever seen you in person. I don't know what pictures Lily took or or but I thought gave. It great. You no, know, they did look great. I don't know. They they Lily must have given some really good pictures to model off. Well, actually, I think on good authority, Lil just described us from memory. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All, that's why they really got all of our uh, awkward angles and mm-hmm. and little bits that don't quite work. Yeah, it's all on display. But I hope you guys like it. I like it. I really like it too. Was there anything else you want to discuss before we move into the meat and potatoes? Are there any veg we got to get out of the way before we talk about talk about some community? It's early. It's been breezy. Yeah. Um, what's going on in your life, Daddy? I, I feel like we now, Daddy. I mean, in a different way from our our true Daddy, from our actual Daddy. Yeah. Uh, you know, I feel like I feel like there's this big, vast wall between the two of us, and I just want to <laughs> break that barrier down mm-hmm. and get to the heart of the matter. What's going yeah. on with you, man? Uh, you know, just been, uh, you know, getting back to work and readjusting to life. Things are kind of crazy in Chicago right now. Everybody's getting COVID. We were talking about that right before we started recording. Everybody is getting COVID. Yeah. We all need to get booster shotted. Uh, you know, I'll be honest. I haven't gotten my booster shot yet, and it's my own fault. I need to get it. I need to get it immediately, and everybody else does too. Everybody's getting COVID, and I'm definitely seeing from people that are vaccinated that it's not as bad. And for people that are boosted, the the uh, I don't know, it looks even better. So go get that extra shot. uh, Feel crummy for a day. Uh, Get your panties out of your butthole and go get (laughs) and go get your booster shot. That's what I always say. Zach, you been watching anything good? I mean. I don't know. We're just catching up on stuff. I don't think I have a good answer for that question, man. That's I don't fair. think I've watched anything crazy. Uh, do you have any holiday time things that you watch every year? Was there anything that you revisited this year um, or added to the list? I normally watch uh, Christmas Vacation. Good job. Is that all it's called? Is that the whole National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation? Oh, what did I used to call it? Family, Family Christmas Vacation. vacation. <laughs> Family no, Christmas. you called the first film. <laughs> Which is just National Lampoon's vacation, family, family vacation. vacation. Ah. Which is just a stupid thing to call it. Well, I normally title. watch National Lampoon's Christmas Family Time Vacation <laughs> movie, uh, <laughs> part two. Um, but I, I didn't even watch that this year. This year, let's see, I watched Daddy's Home 2. Uh, <laughs> that old Which Christmas I like better classic. than the first one. Um, I saw the first one while working a shift at Family Video, I think. <laughs> nice. The best way to watch a movie. I uh let's see, watch the first two pitch perfects again for some reason. So no, you didn't really watch anything good. No. But I also am not a big Christmas person. So like I'm fine not being Christmassy. It's nice to be Christmassy, but I always really like Christmas when it gets here. Mm. But I'm not like uh uh counting down to it all year and i don't really like christmas music that much except for the beach boys christmas album which just absolutely slaps we listened to it like five times in a 48 hour period i literally like the two days before christmas and the two days after christmas and like on christmas i feel the spirit but then i'm done like and i don't Mm -hmm. think about it really before that either what i like to watch though every year on christmas i've done it for a long time and now lily and i have done it together every every christmas morning for a couple years i love to watch that classic spongebob christmas special 
Christmas Who, Santa's Coming Tonight Tonight. It's a classic. It's great. Watch it every I, year. I like to sing um, a few different SpongeBob Christmas songs. I like the, of course, Santa's Coming Tonight Tonight. That one's fun. This but Christmas I also enjoy the Don't like the Be a Jerk. Christmas. That's a different it's special, Christmas. though. I know it is, That's Zach, but I like the song. That's yeah, a fine song. It's fine. That's what I'll say. It's fine. And then, of course, I watch my yearly tradition of It's Not Bad Santa Triple X. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Let's talk about the television program community. You know, that's as clean a segue as ever. Nice. Right? We're here to talk about season four, episode five. It's only episode five, and we're already just about to kiss the door of the halfway point of the season, which is wild. These That's last wild. three seasons are going to go by so fast. We're talking about cooperative escapism and familial relations, which was directed by Tristram Shapiro, who has 24 directing credits over the series. And it was written by Steve Bassalone and Annie Mebane, Mebane, I'm not sure how to pronounce her last name. Together, they previously wrote regional holiday music last season. And then they also wrote last season Introduction to Finality. And this season, mm. they go on to write Heroic Origins along with Maggie Bander. And this episode, the Thanksgiving episode, originally aired on March 7th, 2013. March. Nice. It aired in March. They really nailed these uh, timings for the episodes. The network uh, really biffed that one. Let's talk about some yeah. trivia. Let's talk about what we learned from this episode before we get into what we thought of the episode. I've got five questions. I also have five questions. Okay, I'll give you one. How long has Abed's dip been in the fridge? Two years? Yes. Nice. Uh, what year was William Winger Ralph Lauren? What? I don't know. I don't know. 70s? <laughs> Uh, 1983 is what okay. we're looking for. What does Shirley call Annie's period? Um, her monthly shame? Yeah. Yeah, nice. That's what um, I call mine, too. <laughs> How many cards did Jeff get for his appendicitis? Uh, I don't know that either, so I'll guess 12. 17. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> According to Jeff's dad, he checked all the boxes for Willie, and he still turned out softer than what? Wet cheese? <laughs> yeah. Nice. That was funny. Um, what is the name of the place that Jeff's dad lives? Oh, f I'm. I have not gotten a single one. <laughs> You've not. I don't know. I oh, don't that was know. Buck Hill Townhomes <laughs> that we were yeah. looking for. Um, if I remember correctly, it was Editions 100 through 104. Um, maybe, I don't know. It's bullshit. Uh, Where did, mine are all softballs. Don't, why are you trying to jump right into another question? This is a turn-taking based tabletop game. Sorry. I was gonna give you a chance to get one right, then I Mine have all been real softballs mm -hmm. compared to yours. Where did Abed find the novelty glasses? In a box marked crap? Yes. Wow. Um... Here's one that maybe you, you might have as well. I'm sure we'll see it. Uh, what accidents does Jeff mention when Britta says that accidents don't happen, or that there are no accidents? Oh, flip. The Hindenburg? Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of them was a person. Mm-hmm. You get a hint she's in Sharknado. Oh, yeah, uh, Tara Reid. Mm-hmm. That's all I got, though. 
And the other one was car accidents. Okay. <laughs> My last question for you, what does the Dean's Thanksgiving sweater say on the back Ooh. of it in the end of the episode? No idea. I all, I wanted to pause it and read it, but then I didn't. It says, add to the spread, not the dead. That's amazing. About turkeys. Yep, and that's my trivia. Good um, round. Not for me. I got... I've got one more, but A percentage. No, playing. that was really fun. That was great. Let's move... I'm done, so I'm done with it. Uh, let's move on to the next one. Yeah, what do you got? <laughs> How old is the scotch that Jeff and William drink? 17. Ooh, close. 18 years old. You're a f***ing liar. They say 18. Okay, maybe it's another line. Didn't they say 17? Seventeen Whatever. was how many cards he got for his appendicitis. <laughs> Let's see what the people emailed into us this week. And by the people, I mean our dad. I think he's the only person who emailed us. Okay, let's... I'm not mad, but I know you're out there listening. So you gotta, you gotta email us. You gotta email. Yeah. Uh, we're sad little boys. Talk to us. Send yeah. us a Christmas card. Call your mother every once in a while. Hi guys. This is from our dad. Yeah. over at communities we established um the last time i watched this episode i really enjoyed large parts of it others not so much huh. i do want to mention the music you hear isn't the brooklyn 99 theme song it's a piece of royalty free music that shows use that b99 added more to to make a theme song so it is the brooklyn 99 theme song do you know what i'm Thanks talking about that plays when yes Britta i've seen, I watched brooklyn 99 that's on the thing yeah I, do, me do, and Lily do, are do, watching do. brooklyn 99 currently nice. um yeah, I recognize that too. I also wasn't sure about the lineup, like when Brooklyn Nine Nine started versus when this episode aired. I feel like close. Brooklyn Nine Nine had not started yet in my mind, but it premiered it in 2013. This episode was from 2013. Hmm. Brooklyn Nine Nine's on episode, Fox, right? Yeah, they're different networks, and then it moved to NBC later on. Uh, the first episode aired in September of 2013, so this aired before the first episode of Brooklyn Nine Nine. Maybe they heard that and were like, we can make a theme song yeah. out of that. Let's do a cop show. Yeah. Andy Samberg was watching. Yeah. yeah. My MVP is Jeff. That speech to his dad was kind of perfect. Have a good one, guys. Communities, Matt. All right. We have Thanks, three Pops. trivia questions from Pop Pop. Uh, the first one, what's the name of the Greendale event for Thanksgiving? Don't know. It was the Next. Thanksgiving <laughs> dinner potluck. Okay. Thanks, living. Um, who said Batman was sort of gay? One of Shirley's relatives. Yeah, I don't know. Like what Shirley's mother-in-law. Maybe. And I don't know. Yeah. Uh, and what does <laughs> Shirley call a period? The monthly shame. Mm -hmm. Let's check our work, Zach. Uh, the answer was thanks, living potluck dinner. I'll give Which us I that came one. up with. So yeah, good job. Point. Um, one of the Bennets named Sharon said that about Batman. I didn't get that one. Um, and then three, the monthly shame. You know, this has been a great day of trivia for me, for guys. You. I I really want to just revel in this. I think it shows how much attention I pay to the show, and I think you all should appreciate that. That's funny because it's appearing as if I didn't pay very much attention to the episode this week, but that's not the game. Our <laughs> next segment, you know it, you love it. We're going to find out, did Steven, did Steven watch the episode? Watch what? The this episode week. This week. How you feeling, buddy? I'll put a big splash after that one, too. <laughs> Cannonball. <laughs> Uh, uh, I, uh, yeah, how are you feeling? It seems like you paid some good attention this week. 
Um, which normally does not bode well for me to actually do well on this segment, Zach. I, I don't know. I feel like I know what happens in the episode. It should be easy to talk about, but I always I always just really bone myself right You in always the end. biff it. You always biff it. <laughs> it's like it's in my hands, and I'm like, whoa! I Charlie no, Brown myself. I'm surprised I'm not coming up sluggers this week on all of these <laughs> <laughs> because that was right. No, I used it right. If you think it's I'm wrong, you're sluggers. the one who's wrong. Yeah, I gave up sluggers this week. Nice. I thought I would because I watched this episode a week ago, and then I watched it like three more times today. I should know this inside and out, but I'm just coming up pluggers. Ooh, <laughs> pluggers. I saw this really cool thing online that I still might get as a gift for you at some point, because I know okay. you don't listen when I talk, so you'll forget anyway. Huh? There's like an actual Eels and Escalators like board game. That's cool. Yeah. Three, two. <laughs> Wait, I didn't bring up the game. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. I already said the shit. All right, you've got 20 seconds on the clock. Are you ready? Three, Two, one, go. It's Thanksgiving and Andre's gone, so Shirley has his family at her house. The dean's having a don't kill yourself Thanksgiving dinner at the school. Um, Jeff's supposed to go eat with his dad. Everybody goes to Shirley except Jeff and Britta because Britta wants to go. She's a therapist. She wants to help him. Um, Jeff's dad's an asshole. He has a son uh, who's Adam Devine, and he's weird. And Jeff tells his dad that he didn't need him all along, and he f***ed up. He wasn't a good dad. And Shut You got nothing about what happens at Shirley's house. I didn't get the Shawshank, no. You didn't get anything about that. That's literally, that's literally what the episode is titled after. Isn't um, that the B plot? Uh, yeah, but cooperative escapism and familial relations Fair makes enough. me think more like they work together to escape the family thing. Uh, uh, the familial relations so is Jeff. It's split in half. You, 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 you. But listen, you piece of shit. <laughs> Before I give you your shitty grade. <laughs> Cooperative escapism in familial relations like also would be like the Thanksgiving dinner. They're escaping the family thing. I feel like the escapism It works is the both Shirley ways, plot. but it mostly it, I was here yesterday. Right, C- it does both. C minus. Thank you. You didn't get shit from like you no. got the dad thing pretty well. You got the beginning of the episode. You got the Adam Divineness, but you didn't get shit about no. uh, Abed and Co. I started going and I realized there was a lot more in this episode than I than I thought. So out of that, though, what was your favorite funny moment? Let's just um, keep I wrote down along. a couple. Okay. Um, <laughs> I wrote down the, a couple, too. The, when, the, when the dean said, uh, shoelace and belt-free night of fun, I, that <laughs> made me laugh pretty yeah. hard. That was outrageous. There was some um, good writing this week. Yeah. Good. Well done, team. Yeah. Um, and then I also really liked the this role is me, and he's crying when he like rips it apart when he's role-playing. I thought that was really funny, too. I wrote down Troy's, you know what happens to guys like me in jail joke. I was like, I'm fine with my <laughs> that upper chest or my upper body. Uh, the first time, they make this joke a couple of times, but the first time Pierce, it's after he says jive turkey. I don't like that. But mm-hmm. when he's like, it's a reference, Abed gets it and Abed's like, Mm-mm. yeah, that was funny. And then I also wrote down when Jeff's dad starts to do a winger speech and Jeff stops him. That was kind of funny too. That was funny. Mm-hmm. And let's move right into what we thought about this week's episode. It's episode five of season four. So far, it's been not sluggers is what I'd say. Yeah. Uh, the So far, the Inspector Space Time episode has been the highlight. And that's like putting it lightly. What did you think of this one? 
I really enjoyed it. I think for sure my favorite episode of the season so far. Um, I like almost everything about the episode. I really like this episode. I borderline love it, I would Mm -hmm. say. Uh, It's not a top 25 or maybe even 50 or anything for me, but I really do like just about everything in this episode. Uh, The more I watched it, I continued to like it. Usually the Mm -hmm. more I watch something, especially season four, the more I poke holes in it. And sure, it's not perfect. There are a couple of things I don't like, but I think this was... I don't know. It's Community's only Thanksgiving episode, and I like what they do on the Thanksgiving side of things. It's a big deal to do a Jeff's Dad episode, mm-hmm. and I think they did it pretty well. Uh, I think this was a winner. I think this is like a strong B plus, low, almost A minus territory for me. Yeah, I agree. I really I enjoy give it. A solid B plus. And I think we should dig in to what works and doesn't work about the episode. Uh, for the first time in 2022, uh, Blue Skidoo. Uh, so a uh, weekend too. <laughs> you fucked it up. First I one did. of the year, and you fucked it up. Now we got to start over. <laughs> hey, and welcome to another season of. Oh, fuck. So the episode again. starts off with Shirley explaining why Malcolm Jamal Warner isn't in this episode. Yeah, because for whatever reason, they decide to make this episode around. Andre's family instead of Shirley on Shirley's side of things, but Andre's not there. I don't really get that either. Have we learned much about Shirley's family? I know that she not kind of all. has a dark-ish past. Does she have issues with family? That's something that even a line about like, well, I don't get together with my family anymore. Like, yeah. I don't know. It would have been nice to see something. Or like, my my family all died in the tsunami of '09 and. I don't know. We get nothing. It'd be nice to see what's going on with her. In an episode that ends up being like a pretty okay Shirley episode yeah. compared to what we usually get for her. Pierce starts off the week with a, with a Jew Friday joke, and it's not the best, but this is the most Pierce has felt like Pierce in quite some no, time. No, Pierce was really in this episode. <laughs> I think this might even be like the Pierciest Pierce has come off to me since like season two. Yeah, I agree. Some of the jokes are cringy, but it's Pierce, but it's and Pierce, Pierce feels yeah. more like himself than he has in a long time in this episode. Or at least Chevy feels like in good spirits more than he has in a long time in this episode. He gets quite a few jokes. And in general, I think the jokes are better this week. There are a lot more funny lines that stick out that are just great banter between these characters. Uh, something that hasn't been gone in the first four episodes, but has been kind of lacking. Uh, you can tell in this episode that some of the writers from the previous season are still there. Totally. I think this one felt the most like a normal episode of Community. There's still some season four things that made it weird and some like stuff that doesn't feel as natural. But overall, I'm excited to dive good. into that because I don't feel too bad about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really like Troy's lines. Whenever we get little jokes about how Troy was a part of a pretty weird religion growing up and that he has some trauma because of it when... When Troy is like, oh, you and your normal families, I've got to talk to my family before we all eat marshmallows. Yeah. I thought that was a funny <laughs> Troy line. I thought Troy was pretty funny this week. Yeah, I like uh, Troy a lot this week, too. Other than, like, the one line that's, like, his biggest joke in the episode that I don't think is that funny. The um, garbage dip? Yeah. I mean, they've we'll done it before, it later, but we'll I thought it was get funny. It. That's why I don't like it that much. They've done it before. And no paintballs or nothing. 
yeah. Can't do it again if there's no paintball. I like how Troy's all upset first in, like, the thing about the marshmallows. And then as soon as Shirley invites them to come to her house, Troy goes, marshmallows! Because <laughs> he's really just jealous that he never got the... Yeah, the, that's what it was. And the joke continues. It's really good community writing when it goes on to be, like, someone's going to have to tell Troy that there's yams under those yeah. marshmallows. <laughs> Like, I knew it was too good to be true. Which, honestly, I'd rather just have the yams sans marshmallow. I don't like this running joke here. Shirley says it here. I think Annie said it before. The whole, like, well, you're all welcome, or Jeff, or whatever. I think Annie said it. I think the Dina said it. It's like, you know, mm-hmm. or, or Jeff, or whatever. I don't know. I think they'd be happy that anybody's coming, other than Pierce, obviously. Yeah. I also really like this bit. The Dean <laughs> shows up really funny. E- exactly wearing Jeff's costume from the first Halloween episode. <laughs> and they don't make a big season four deal out of it. Jeff just goes, are you? And he goes, John Wayne, thanks for noticing. <laughs> He's like, are you wearing my clothes? But he doesn't full out say it. I thought that was a really funny interaction. We don't get a ton of Dean in this episode, but his scene here and at the beginning are pretty funny. Yeah. He talks all about what Greendale's doing for Thanksgiving but it doesn't really matter to mention it all. It doesn't really have much of a thing on the episode. Everybody's doing other stuff. Yeah, I. it sounds like a really, like, it's a funny thing to say, and I guess they don't have to show any of it, but I definitely could have seen a scenario in which they use it somehow, but I'm fine with what they did. I mean, there wasn't really a place for it in this episode. I even like the way that the Dean is the one who reveals the Jeff's father of it all of this episode because he's been spying on Jeff both through walls and <laughs> via email. Yeah. I thought that was funny. Jim Rash is just on fire still. Mm-hmm. He's so good. I even like the moment after the Dean leaves and it's just kind of silent at the table as everyone's like, whoa, Jeff's yeah. dad is a thing and it, it's like a tender subject and apparently he's getting together with them for Thanksgiving. Yeah, I like that they all, like, acknowledge that it's a big deal, but other than Britta, none of them, like, make too big a deal yeah. out of it, and I think that that's cool. I like that. Pierce's line about coming out to his dad is also That funny. was really funny. That one made me laugh pretty hard, because okay, that just th- caught me so off guard. There's one thing in this episode I don't like, and it's about to happen. Mm-hmm. Everyone's excited talking about it. Britta immediately puts herself into the narrative and thinks that it's only happening because of what she brought up on Halloween, yeah. which... She did kind of push it, but also Jeff was already thinking about it before Britta became involved in the situation. Yeah. Uh, but Britta puts herself into this, makes herself feel good, whips out a huge-ass boombox <laughs> from underneath the table. Mind you, none of them knew, other than the dean, that Jeff was doing this until like 20 seconds ago. Whips out a whole boombox underneath the table, plays the Brooklyn Nine-Nine theme song, mm-hmm. and does like a da- like a rap? What the f*** is this? Yeah, I, I really don't know where this came from. Um, I really f***ing like Abed's shirt, though. Oh, yeah, I noticed that. It is cool. Mm-hmm. They're really trying to do like a, a RAR XD random type joke here. Yeah. And a lot of times... You don't really know if a joke like that is going to work until you try it, you know, because it has to feel just like so out of the blue spontaneous mm-hmm. that it's that you're laughing so hard at it. You're not even thinking about it. Yeah, this, this doesn't do that, that for me. <laughs> I hate it because I think Britta is one of the funniest characters that doesn't get to be funny often enough. Mm-hmm. It just felt really, really out of place. And as soon as it starts, 
you're ready for it to be over. It's like when what did Britta say in one of the first episodes where she was like, she said something annoying like twice. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't remember what it was, but it just yeah, feels, it just feels cringy. Was that one of the season four isms that you thought, or did you not mind it? Um, that I just it it did nothing for me. I didn't hate That's it. Fair. But it's it's not great. Uh, you know, an issue that I have though in this episode, Zach, and I didn't need them to focus on it, but mm-hmm. they didn't even like, they kind of just have forgotten that Troy and Britta are together this episode. I will bring that up later. It does feel, now. There's one moment in particular that I was like, uh, yes. slow down. Now I think, yes. I-, I think the idea is probably that these characters are still these characters, even though they're dating each other, mm-hmm. and that they can split off into other groupings, be invested in the other people's storylines without being together. They don't want to just, like, now they're the Jim and Pam couple that are together all the time. Yeah. That I get. It is just that one line that we'll get to much later, and that uh, they don't even make, like, any passing glance, like... Uh, and there's nothing Troy, about Britta. Don't you like, go with Britta? Nah, I'm good. Like that kind of thing. Yeah, because if I think it could have been very easy to slip in, like um, Britta saying, "Oh, I'm gonna come with you," and she's like, "Oh, but Troy, um, I want to be there to see her first Thanksgiving," and he'll be like, "Oh, no, nah, it's okay. Do that, and I'm fine with it." That takes care of all of it. You just complain about what Jeff is doing the whole time. You can go. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Britta. Yeah, she's putting herself into this narrative, inviting herself to Jeff's dad's place immediately. I do like the way that Gillian delivers some of these lines, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, even though it's so, so ridiculous. One of the most ridiculous things about this episode is is Britta's inclusion in Jeff's storyline. Yeah. I guess they just really felt like they needed more Someone than one to... main character mm-hmm. involved in the storyline, and uh, they put Britta... And it's not as bad as it, as it like, seems like it's gonna be for a second. Yeah. Uh, but it doesn't make a ton of sense. But Gillian sells it well. Of course Britta would just have to be all over this in one way or another. I also did appreciate... Uh, I thought it was funny when Britta was saying that, like, when she sees these on soap operas, like, chairs get thrown and weaves get pulled, and it cuts to Shirley, who, like, is nodding at Annie. I thought that was kind of funny. There is an angle here that they could have gone with where Britta should have played more as, like, I'm going to just be there to be, like, your support person, Mm -hmm. not just so I can therapize what's happening in real time. When it goes bad, yeah. Because it makes sense to, even though it's a really deeply personal, like, meeting with an estranged father, to want to have, if you don't have, like, a significant other, to have a close friend there with you, kind of is just, like, a buffer, kind of, of, like, someone to talk to Which if is why weird. I think that it almost would have worked better, now, as much as I do like the writing in this episode, if they had Britta and Annie in opposing locations. Huh. That is interesting. I don't hate that. Right, because Annie would be like, oh, I'll go there to back you up, Jeff. I and then you can do stuff with that, I guess. And don't, then... I, don't think, I don't think putting any type of Jeff-Annie dynamic in this episode makes it any better, though. I think... That's fair. If anything, it would... Yeah, I, I think this is good. I think it's good that it's Britta and, and not Annie. I see where you're going with that. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if that's a tweak that would fix the episode. I think it would automatically make this make part it a of Jeff it Annie more and, annoying. Yeah. And I like Annie's involvement in the other side. 
Mm-hmm. I like when Annie gets to Troy and Abed shenanigan. Yeah. Jeff, while he's putting down Britta, let's slip that this will also involve him meeting his stepson. Or not his stepson. <laughs> his dad's What are you stepson. doing, stepbrothers? What are you doing, stepson? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my it's, God. <laughs> it's, Jeff's going to meet his stepbrother that he's never met before in this situation. Another bomb that the study group reacts realistically to. Uh, and Jeff tells Britta not to come. There's nothing really you can do. Stay out of it. He's got to do his thing on his own. The dean rushes in. Oh, could you say that? These walls are too thick. I couldn't hear it. <laughs> kind of a stupid joke, but it is one that makes me laugh a little bit as we go into the theme song versus, I don't remember what the last couple episodes were, but I remember being It's like, the only that's going to the theme, theme song, song this season that I think was actually made me laugh out loud. Look, I like this episode a lot. I think the way that we're nitpicking it already is the way that we nitpicked at some of those better episodes. We're yeah. not doing like, what the f*** are they doing? We're doing like, oh, but if this angle had been tweaked a little, this could have been perhaps an all-timer. No, this episode absolutely had the potential, I think, to be in a top 20 easily. And top it's, 15 not, conversation. it's not. It's yeah. not. But it surprises me that this episode isn't in conversation more often when people talk about, like, the season four saving graces. Well, honestly, when I – I had a little bit forgotten – about this episode because I haven't seen it in so long. But then as soon as I started watching it, I immediately remembered how much I liked it. I was like, oh, wow, this is this one. I love this episode. So And even little things, like we'll get further into it soon, but I remember like this episode, the Thanksgiving stuff was good, but I wasn't sure how into the Shawshank Redemption thing I was. Mm-hmm. And then on this rewatch, it held up really well for me. It made me laugh quite a bit. It was, yeah. it was like specific enough to not feel like something they just added and it also wasn't so specific that it takes away from the rest of the episode, that it, like, takes over the episode. I thought it was nice. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I liked, didn't love the Shawshank stuff. Okay, we'll get there. It you is see, Buck so, Hill Town Home. It's so crazy that, okay, so Jeff's dad's house looks weird from the outside. The way that the fences lead to the door and stuff like that, <laughs> it's because they are so just barely covering up the Sony building right <laughs> behind that fence. This is like a Sony parking lot. They put some foliage up above to cover some of it. And then the pathway of fences to get to the front door is to also cover up the Sony buildings on the other end. It's all fences. Jeff walks up to the door. I thought, you know, it's a little cliche, the, like, cold feet, oh, I can't do it thing. But I like that his father's name is William. The first thing Jeff sees is a little mail placard that says Willie Jr. And he's like, oh, shit, that sounds like mm-hmm. a lot. And he yeah. runs away. Uh, Steven, we're both people that come preset with our daddy issues yeah. uh, that are different. But something I think that we... Uh, uh, can find solace in each other about mm-hmm. sometimes. Did this episode pull on any of those strings for you at all? Um, not exactly, but not yeah. in a bad way. Yeah, I think that they did a very good job of having Jeff kind of come to terms with where he's at with it, and I think that they. I'm glad that they had that be the way that it went instead of having him be like, oh, dad, you know what? We're not so different, you and I. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm that works really well for this episode. Um, I wouldn't change much at all about 
the Jeff part of this episode. I think that he did such a great job. I and Joel did a great job portraying the different emotions um, and kind of doing that. And I do think it's kind of funny when he runs away. Obviously, it's a little bit, you know, a little bit ridiculous, but not not so much so that it's not enjoyable But you believe, you know what's going through Jeff's head. Yeah. Joel does sell all of the emotions very well. And I've been kind of talking about it all season, but this is really the first episode that shows what I've mentioned about season four having this heart yeah. and being able to portray it in a way that's a little different from what they did before. And in some little bits, I think it's better than what they did before in the heart perspective that mm. this season is able to... I don't know, the, the commun- Dan Harmon's first three seasons of Community would dabble with Jeff's daddy issues but wouldn't be willing to go this far with it. Uh, this season has the heart side of it to know what to do with that kind of storyline and to kind of get a little huggy without feeling too cliche. I don't know. I, I, I like what they do with the And I think this is the best that they've handled um, thus far, like a parent episode. I think it's better than the Pierce's parents episodes. Oh, I certainly. like it more than how they do with Abed. Um, so I, I think that this is... And it's like the biggest one for the ethos, for the for the mythology yeah. of the show. This is a big one because, of course, Jeff's dad. I don't know. Jeff is such a, a a guy with all of these neuroses, and and it it's very clear that whoever, whether he's a part of the guy's life or not, whoever was the father of this man definitely uh, informed a lot of Jeff's like guys guy mentality, mm-hmm. right? And this, that's what, we, uh, what we'll get in a little bit when we meet his dad. But first, the study group shows up to Shirley's Thanksgiving. Let's talk a little bit about this. What do you think about Shirley's Thanksgiving? Um, I think it's, it's funny. As somebody who is at you know, family events sometimes where it's a married family with a, you know, that, it can be very awkward sometimes. And I know how stressful it is. For the person hosting to yes. feel like they're getting picked at the whole time. Sure. Especially when it's like the the wife or spouse of, you know, the person whose family is there. I definitely Judging have everything. seen. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've seen both sides of that, you know, fence taking place. So that's, that's a tough spot to be in for Shirley. And I think that I really like Shirley in this episode. I wish that she had gotten more screen time. You know, I get that because yeah, of it, she kind of had to not be there. I think what they do with her works really well. It does, yeah. But her, I, I think it would like, have been funny to see her interacting directions. with. And I get it's it's to you don't have to, you know, hire have actors to play a whole family. I was about to say that the they family. do a great job of of making a storyline around a family Thanksgiving where they only have to pay like two extra people. Yeah. Um, I think it could have been funny to see Shirley interacting with that family, and then the um the study group interacting as well in that scenario but i get why it's the way that it is yeah i I don't mind it i think the way that they built this set is really impressive yeah Uh, this is all in the school cafeteria the garage the house school cafeteria they did a great job it doesn't exactly look like the type of house i would expect shirley to be living in but it's uh, i like this episode because for the 
first time in a while we're introducing new sets that look real and that kind of fill in different things. Uh, it's yeah. nice to see Shirley's home life, even if we see it from like the outsider perspective of mostly Abed and the people that come to Shirley's with him. Uh, I like that we see a little bit of Shirley's house and garage and, and how she does her Thanksgiving and, and her life outside of the study group. It's always nice to see little things like that. Yeah, it is. Andre's dad shows up, uh, lays down some weird vibes and leaves. He he judges Shirley, says something about being hungry, farts really loudly, and then leaves. Yeah, I, like, I don't... Classic Mr. Bennett. Yeah. I feel like that's a good family touch that, that Shirley introduces him to people as Mr. Bennett. Uh-huh. I feel like that... But she did call him dad. Yes, but I feel like the Mr. Bennett does say a lot. Mm-hmm. I feel like the dad is something that like has come after years yeah. of probably sternness. I don't know. I think if they were going to do a fart joke, they should have gotten somebody older. It wasn't a great fart joke, no. Mm-mm. I like all the acting as Abed reveals what he brought for the party and <laughs> how it's special and old and <laughs> it looks gross as shit. But it's such a cute Abed thing that he'd be like, oh, this is dip to be shared with friends. Let me save this someone. for an event yeah. with friends. <laughs> I did. Shirley Silvery, I'm going to put it, oh, this would be nice with crackers in the trash. That <laughs> one is really funny. Meanwhile, we cut back to Jeff, who is cowardly leaving his father's house and calling Britta to make it seem as if he's done the thing and it went really well and he won the the situation but what we don't know yet is that Britta is taking this call from inside Jeff's dad's house, which is so weird. It's so yeah. weird that Britta's there without him. Why wouldn't Britta just why wouldn't they just have worked it out so Britta did go with Jeff and was the one that kept him from running away? Uh, I guess it still is, but why did they have to make Britta be so weird? It would have been such an first? easier and better thing if, as he was running away, Britta was walking up. She's like, I followed you to make sure you didn't chicken out. Yeah. Which is what they did, but it's it's weird that she's inside <laughs> the dad's house that she showed up first. Weird. Weird. It, well, and there's another time where Britta is alone in the house with the dad and when they come back Britta's like on the couch and her hair's all like disheveled and it's a really weird scene that's not explained and I don't get it I don't if, I don't know what they were doing there if Troy and Britta weren't dating I wouldn't have been opposed to a storyline that involves Britta sleeping with Jeff's dad or like at least that like almost happening and it pissing yeah. Jeff off I think that could have been kind of funny but of course you can't do that because poor baby boy Troy mm-hmm I would never forgive Britta if that happened. For breaking my boy Troy's heart that way. I'm mad just thinking about the hypothetical, Zach. Don't rewrite the episode that way. Don't do that to me. I like the way that Jeff... When Jeff realizes what what Britta's saying means, and he's like, wait, what do you mean by here? The, like, change in his face is really funny. Yeah. So, yeah, Britta's at the house, and Jeff's going to have no choice but to go back. Meanwhile... Uh, and these are the shots that make it really clear that they didn't hire a lot of people mm-hmm. to play Shirley's family. But we're, we're set up this thing that uh, the study group members that went to Shirley's house are pretty uncomfortable with the demeanor of, of, of Shirley's family. Uh, 
Troy doesn't like that Sharon is saying, you know what, maybe Batman is pretty gay. So they're all finding solace in the garage, which is this communal place that nobody else is that the study group can hang out. I feel like there's some relatable stuff in here. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, okay, uh, Lily's family has a really conservative, like, older side and mm-hmm. there's the garage that everybody, all the kids go to hang out in and not smoke weed. Yeah. You know, it's it, there's always like the, the hideaway for the cool group within the family at the totally. Thanksgiving. And I think that's kind of cool. I like the, that side of it. Yeah. And I, I it, they do a good job of capturing how like uncomfortable it can be going to like a friend's holiday with like their family where you don't know anybody. Like it can be kind of awkward sometimes. I feel like, and maybe this is too far for the podcast, but I think I've heard awkward stories about you having to go to that family's Thanksgiving or did something. I, go to, I don't know if I went to their Thanksgiving, but I, I did go. There were some awkward dinners. But yeah, it I'll, can be really uh, uncomfortable sometimes being thrown into a new environment at such an intimate setting as Thanksgiving or christmas and then there's a garage or somewhere to go hang out i like the garage set that they built it looks like a pretty good pretty good garage yeah and but of course i get why this would upset shirley that she's invited her friends to come to this thing to be kind of her security blanket because she probably feels a little uncomfortable being left alone with andre's family and they've decided to all hide in the garage from them and her yeah the, but the way it's very surely the way that she delivers her, you might be giving the wrong impression. That <laughs> prefer the cold garage to the warm heart of my hospitality. There's some good Shirley lines in here. We skipped yeah. the one earlier where she says, uh, "Feel free to peruse all of the literature I have about our yeah. Lord and Savior Jesus Christ if you want. No pressure." <laughs> There's some really good. Abed doesn't do a lot in this episode. Uh, he does, I guess, but. Um... Most of his dialogue is in his own head, but there are some really good cutaways to Abed, just his facial He has some good reactions, episode. mostly it appears all throughout mm-hmm. this episode. So they're hiding in this garage. They've kind of decided that it's like uh, they've got to get out of this Thanksgiving in any way possible. And Abed, as soon as it's uh, uh, brought to his attention that this kind of feels like a prison break, even though it's really not. It's a little bit of a stretch to get to prison break. Yeah. But as soon as he can recognize it as that, he goes right into Shawshank Redemption mode and starts delivering some voiceovers. Uh, the voiceovers, look, it might feel a little tacked on, but I do think that they are the reason why this kind of works at all. Uh, I don't mind it. What do you think? I thought it was okay. I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. I Well, let's work it out. That's what we're here to do. That's what I don't know is if I'd like it better without the voiceovers, because I get they're doing a Shawshank thing, yeah. and so you need the voiceover. I think it would have been funnier, maybe. Maybe. I don't sure. know if it would have made it worse. But when he's like, you need someone with the gravitas of Morgan Freeman, right? If he started doing a voice, or if then it was like a different narrator but i don't know i don't think i need to see Abed do a morgan freeman voice but maybe a different narrator sure yeah i, I don't know how they how it would have worked well i kind of like the bit because Abed makes a face at the camera when he says the gravitas of morgan freeman as if he's implying that yeah. he also has that he, yeah. same type of draw just by being him mm-hmm so yeah, now Jeff shows up at his dad's house, meets Britta, uh, it gets him into the building, and man, it is such a weird 
way that they've built this well it's weird because Britta was inside by herself with them and then yeah. went back outside to go get jeff yes and now it's going it, they're it's walking weird. up again yeah mm-hmm. so jeff uh knocks on the door Britta's there to help him with everything that he needs and we get the reveal we meet jeff's father william winger played by josh brolin you know who that is right no? Josh Brolin? You don't know who Josh Brolin is? That's not his name, right? Or is Josh, Josh Brolin his son? his son? Oh, shit. Yeah, that's so why I'm like, that's to. not Josh it's Brolin, It's James sir. Brolin. Their names yeah, are very get similar. The f- together. It's James Brolin. This man is married to Barbara Streisand. I He's in a lot of movies, too. He's in a lot of stuff. He's been in TV shows recently. And his son is Josh Brolin, who is also oh, a huge Thanos. movie star. Yeah crazy that he's here as Jeff's dad. What do you think? Do you think they did a good job casting? Great casting. I think that was excellent. Great choice. Really handsome older guy who could still, you know, live that wild lifestyle. Really good looking. What's interesting about this episode is that, like, there's not really a lot to Jeff's dad. We don't see a lot out of him. He's mainly there for Jeff to be able to get some things off of his chest. Yeah, uh, we don't really need to learn that much about Jeff's dad. What kind of skis ball he is, and I like that he doesn't really seem like he's that much of a skis ball anymore. He just was like a shitty dad, and I I yeah. don't know. I I like the way that they portray all sides of this conflict. Uh, pretty believably, um, a sitcommy sure, but I think they did a good job with it for what's mm-hmm. a pretty complicated issue. Immediately, though, the way that the father and son speak to each other, you see the resemblance, just like the way that mm-hmm. they speak to each other. Uh, it, it's it's cool. But then Britta, this is one of the things I don't like about the episode. When she steps up, while they're clearly having their first like moment in a long time, Britta steps up and is like, I bet you guys want to have sex with each other. Yeah. You know what I mean? Weird. Britta should have just been a support person. Why... I get maybe they were like, this storyline's going to be too heavy. How can we add some jokes into it? But that was weird. That was, that was bad. Weird. She like It would have been one thing if she'd just be like, I'm sure you guys are feeling a lot of things right now. That would have been one thing. But instead, she's like, sure, you guys want to like bone. Also, I think Adam Devine is hilarious. I was about to say, brother. let's talk about Willie Jr. Yeah. I think there are moments in this where it feels like Adam doesn't fit on this show with mm-hmm. its sensibilities. But every time that he, like, makes his presence known, like in this one when he's just like, hi, and then he's, like, <laughs> way back in the background sitting on stairs, and a it's couple really of funny. other times throughout the episode when he just says little things that point him out, they are pretty funny. And Adam Devine is someone for me who sometimes I really, really think he's funny, and sometimes I'm like, eh, but I I enjoyed him throughout he's this episode. He's pretty good in this one. I like the mm-hmm. way that he obsesses over Jeff and yeah. the way that Jeff doesn't really care much about him one way or the other and thinks that Jeff is going to take his dad away from him, his dad who doesn't want him. Yeah, well, because I'm sure he's probably been stressing about this. Oh, wow, my dad's like older son is coming here for Thanksgiving and my dad already wants me out of the house. He's going to replace me. And I think it's really funny how you can see how it's like been eating him up. <laughs> He is just a big ball of anxiety. He plays it off quite well. Yeah. And I agree. Adam Devine is kind of a acquired taste. You could liken him to one of your Andy Samberg types. Sure. Uh, Andy Samberg, I've grown to like him a lot, and I mm-hmm. do think I've grown to like Adam Devine more than when I, Same. how I probably felt about him the first time I saw this episode. 
Uh, I think I didn't like him in it the first time I saw this episode, but I don't mind Willie Jr. Yeah. I, I wouldn't like have been totally mad if he was one of the things from season four that, like, got brought up another time. Yeah, if he, like, came to visit Jeff at school or something one time, that'd be funny. But I do, however, feel this is probably one of those storylines that Dan felt most betrayed by not being a part of it. Uh, mm-hmm. The big Jeff's dad thing, I could see why he would just want to pretend that didn't happen. Yeah. And they kind of do. Britta smartly is like, okay, I'm going to put myself out of this situation, and she pairs up with Willie Jr. That's another version of this episode. Maybe Britta f***s Willie Jr. too, or instead. <laughs> In addition to Zach, Jesus Maybe. Christ, who knows? It's <laughs> it's the sixties. Not another community Thanksgiving. Triple <laughs> X. Maybe I would just like this show if everybody f-ed more. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and they do f-ed some, but maybe if they f-ed mm-hmm. more. Okay, so we're back in the garage. The B story is the weaker of the two stories, but it's just because of how much weight the A story carries. Yeah, uh, I like this little uh, montage I like this here. Scene that are setting up how the place has become more like a prison to them now that they've gone with this. They're trying to plan an escape that won't uh, hurt Shirley's feelings. And I like the way that this joke is set up and the way it pulls, the way it plays off later. Annie's like, I don't want to damage any of Shirley's property. And Abed's like, don't look behind that poster then. And they just <laughs> keep talking and move past it, but that'll be the end of the episode. Well, and I think this... B story is a lot funnier if you think of it, think about the fact that in Abed's head, this is like a whole like intense like movie, like we have to get out of here, we're so forlorn. Everyone else is just trying to figure out how to get out of this awkward dinner. You yeah. Know, it's a lot lower stakes for them. And I think that makes it a lot funnier too. I liked Pierce's line here when he's like, What if I go out there and do a gibberish foreign language? What if it was a Star Wars gibberish language? Dick. Dick. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if in season four they were still writing real things Chevy said into Pierce's character, but that seems like a thing that would happen. <laughs> There's a couple of things in this episode that seem like they were taking a, a little bit of a... A jab at him? Jab at Chevy, yeah. Do you know that at this point I can't actually ever remember how you actually say Chevy Chase's name because of because of you? I say Chevy, I think it's supposed to be Chevy. Yeah, That feels weird. Well... <laughs> You know what? I'll give you Chevy if you give me <laughs> what's his name? Bob Rob Andy Bobrow. It's not that weird. Not Andy Bobrow. Um, Bob Schlob. Bob Schlob. I don't know Rob Schrob. Rob Schrob. <laughs> it's not that bad. <laughs> I think this is funny. Shirley walks in and Annie's got a plan of how she can get out of this because for a person with a vagina saying you've got your period, it's a surefire thing. It can get you out of just about anything. Don't have to swim in the pool. It's gotten Steven out of a night with me many times. Oh, but you sure started fact checking. Lily's told me that like they didn't have to do any swimming in PE. Mm -hmm. And I'm just thinking like, you do it for like two months or like a month or something. Like, oh man, it's just a really bad one. No, I absolutely was in some class because I lifeguarded for like the lowest level swimming class. And because they really didn't want to swim because they couldn't swim, um, they were, they would like be like, oh, I'm on, and it may have been true because I know this happens sometimes, but oh, I'm on this People new medication. Periods, I'm just yes, constantly on sometimes. my period. And so that they would do is they'd have to sit on an exercise bike for the whole period instead the whole time 
American education says, well, you can't swim. You're going to get on this elliptical, girl. But I like the way that Annie mentions it to Shirley to get out of the thing. And then Shirley's like, let me take you to my gynecologist relative. <laughs> Yikes. That's so awkward. Mm-hmm. And Annie then that's, truly got, got the worst of it here with this that's situation. That's one of my favorite Abed voiceovers when he's like, I wish I could say that Annie got out of this without running in with Shirley's gynecologist relative. <laughs> but this isn't something. This is Thanksgiving. It was a funny moment. Very mm -hmm. dramatic. Annie, the look on Annie's face as she's being led like a lamb to the slaughter. Yeah. I thought it was kind of cheap how on the Jeff side of things, there's a Thanksgiving dinner set up kind of but they never really mention having dinner and the and they don't only really thing ever, we ever see is rolls yeah, it's true uh -uh. i liked a moment here that joel has there there's the father and son are sharing like maybe things you should know like the dad mentions i know people in my family that have diabetes you yeah should watch for that you should watch for this i liked the way that joel delivered jeff asking his dad if like he can still have sex yeah that was really funny too just like the bit with the dean in the beginning it's a joke that is a really easy joke and they they don't quite say everything from mm -hmm. you know what i mean he just makes a face he's like i gotta ask you this it's been really on me he's like are you rage in the bedroom he makes like a little smirk, like a little, come on, you know, what, what mm -hmm. am I doing? I thought that was funny. Meanwhile, Britta uh, suggests that Willie Jr. uses the roles for some role play. And we've talked about the good writing in this episode. That's probably the worst pun of the <laughs> That's punch, bad, right? but I love That's it. That's not a good one. This one's me. He's crying and rips it. I thought that was so funny. Jeff gets to tell his dad all about how he faked his law career and his dad is kind of proud of him for it, which was a little bit of a cute moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like how Willie every Jr. Time, throws a roll. Yeah, every time the dad starts telling the story, they're like, "Yeah, nobody cares about that," and then they interrupt. <laughs> this time, Willie Jr. throws a roll at him, and that's pretty funny. It's making me want to roll. I'm getting a little. It's the point of the podcast where I start to get a little. Hungry. Yeah, you, me, both, baby cakes. I also thought it was really funny when Willie Jr. was like, "Oh, but the guy who has the thing, I don't know. I don't know you that well yet. I thought you delivered <laughs> that really well." But with some of these bits, I think they thought Adam was so funny that they let him go on a little too long just a mm -hmm. couple of times. You know what I mean? Sure. First mom dies, now this, and then we learned that that was 20 years ago. And Jeff learns that, oh, his dad hasn't like settled down into this paternal fatherly uh part of his life he was kind of left with this kid when the woman he found died yeah and that's the only reason so jeff all of a sudden loses like maybe the the little bit of respect he was starting to gain for his dad or or i don't know it just kind of pisses him off i like how upset willie jr gets about you know uh w william 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 asking uh <laughs> Why did I forget his name? Um, uh, asking Jeff to carve the turkey. And he just freaks out about it. And then he says he's going to run away from home. And the dad's like, I'm 100 years old. Please, Please. leave the house. It kind of runs akin to the uh, it's always sunny when Gail Snail's like, I'm sexually active. It's like, you're 30 years old. <laughs> I hope so. I like how Jeff's dad is like, I'm sorry you guys had to see that. And Sister Britta, maybe you could shrink his head since you're here for some reason. <laughs> I thought that was a pretty good line. I'm sure he was really confused when Britta showed up. He's like, are you Jeff's girlfriend? She's like, no. Nope. <laughs> and she probably would be like, no. I, well, we did have sex a bunch of times. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like she'd probably start saying stuff like that. 
Meanwhile, this is the scene I thought we were at earlier that I do like a little bit better when the garage becomes a little more prisony and we start yeah. to see like Abed's uh, his whole scheme that he's got going on in here now. I like that we cut and it's like Troy's pumping some iron, like like <laughs> a hard has a criminal. And, and Jeff starts to, t- or sorry, and Abed starts to talk about their routine and all of the things that he does for this crime family type thing. It, it's a little, a few degrees removed from like a contemporary American poultry kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But like one by one, they tap out and spend a little bit of time in the family Thanksgiving before they come here, where Abed has been able to smuggle in all types of goods, like uh, pieces of gum and 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 uh, uh, a deck of cards where they play like mm-hmm. prison cards. I thought that was all funny. The reveal of the glasses on Troy's head, how it is edited <laughs> along with the voiceover talking about finding them in a box labeled crap is funny. <laughs> yeah. And then Shirley being like juxtaposed as the the warden who comes in with like the the rolling pin, like come mm-hmm. on boys, time to get back. I don't know, it was funny. It is a little slight, but I see what they're doing because the A story has the potential to be so heavy. Yeah. Also, this is Community's only Thanksgiving episode that they've ever done. I like what they do with the Thanksgiving family dinner storyline. Uh, well, sure, and I do appreciate life changing. That in an episode that didn't have to have an homage at all, they managed to fit one in in a way that wasn't just like jammed in, you know. So I think I do appreciate that definitely for the episode. The storyline does get a little weird here. I like Abed's voiceover saying something about uh, uh, we were all just trying to wait out our time, but some people just don't have time. And Pierce is the one that pipes <laughs> out, I'm going in there, and he decides he's going to go in and pretend to break a hip or have a stroke or something so he can get to skeepers. <laughs> well, and I, I just think it was really smart writing the line about, like, our time to be served because, like, it double entendre. Time for dinner. Yeah, that's smart. Mm-hmm. I didn't think of it that way. Yeah, that was super smart. So Pierce goes out, uh, hurts himself, uh, but he thinks he's, like, killing it as a comedic act, which we then later learn isn't true. They all think he's crazy. But regardless, Pierce becomes preoccupied. Well, and based on what we know about Chevy Chase, he is known to fall down on purpose to try and be funny. So I thought that was really funny. That's That was Pierce's... Like, one person must have laughed when he first fell, and then he's like, oh, they love me. I love the way he comes back for a second. He's like, oh, okay, okay, well, what do I need? I got to get back out there. I need a broom and a rake. Uh, two, two rakes. rakes. <laughs> this isn't a bad Pierce episode. No. For him just be – for an episode of Pierce not being a focal point but being an active member of the rest of the study group, I thought it was good. He's yeah, funny. he seemed really engaged, which was nice. The set – uh, designers really did an awesome job with the garage, especially for somebody great. who has like kids. <laughs> it's really good. Just all kinds of crap. Mm-hmm. Stickers on random places. They decide that maybe the only way to get out of the situation is to not only fake sick, but to actually get sick. So much like, you know, Chekhov's gun. Mm-hmm. It's like Chekhov's uh, garbage dip. Garbage you know, once dip? you introduce nice. garbage dip into the story, someone's going to eat it. Mm-hmm. Back at the dinner, Jeff and uh, uh, his dad are still talking over in a completely empty dinner table. I mean, they've added a couple things. They didn't do a very good job of making it look like a dinner happened in this home or that anybody cooked a dinner. No. I like that Jeff – I didn't notice this. Jeff, Jeff left all his vegetables. This is kind of where the drama starts happening here. 
William starts to make himself feel better by talking about how good Jeff turned out. And he kind of like like attributes him leaving uh, as what made Jeff turn out so well. And I feel like that's probably a trope you could find in a lot of people that like reconnect with their absentee mm-hmm. dads. That, sure. that dads to make themselves feel better are like, well, it probably would have been a lot worse if I stuck around. Yeah. Uh, it, it's interesting, and it makes Jeff pissed off immediately in a way that makes a lot of sense. Like, you can see the little kid in Jeff for a second that really hurts to be told something like that. Yeah. It's sold really well by both of these actors. Because as much as Jeff, you know, didn't outwardly want him to apologize, Jeff still wants him to, you know, feel like bad I, for not being I want, there. I want to be able to tell you to get f- yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know. It, it's a well-done scene. It's really well-written. I see where the dad is coming from and why mm-hmm. he feels good saying the things that he said and why it would just yeah. totally be a spit in Jeff's face. Just as they're about to dig into the garbage dip, Shirley shows back up in the room back at her house. And they do the same exact joke from the first season Christmas episode in a way less funny way when all three of them are talking Troy's the last one and he says something stupid instead of covering up and Mm -hmm. he says to eat garbage dip it's one of the few line deliveries in the episode where I felt like Donald Glover was like rolling his own eyes at it yeah I don't think he loved this one well and you can tell that he had to say it a few times and why did I have to go third yeah awkward cutting yeah and this is nice. This is when this storyline flips in a way that I find really satisfying, where mm-hmm. the study group gets to see that Shirley isn't just their warden. She, like I mentioned earlier, brought these people here so she could be more comfortable. And these people are just ignoring her and her hospitality. Uh, and she's lonely. And she wants a way out of this family situation just as much, if not more, than all of her friends. Uh, and it's sad. Poor Shirley. Totally. Poor Shirley. So then the study group members that are here and Abed in his voiceover decide that the right thing to do is to work on behalf of their warden to get her out of the situation as well. Meanwhile, Jeff's driving away from his dad's house. Is Britta with him? No. Because I know the joke here in a second is that Willie Jr. stowed away with him, but I guess Britta took herself there. Yeah. So she probably has a vehicle. Mm Mm-hmm. So Willie Jr. stowed away, and he shows up. This is a little silly. Although he does drive Britta, Britta when they leave later. That's true. But but Britta definitely is still there, yes. I didn't like the cat's cradle line. That was a little mm-hmm. little too much. A little too on the nose on the nose. Yeah. Uh, and Jeff and Willie Jr. have a nice moment where they kind of, uh, I don't know, Jeff teaches him how to be angsty towards his father. Uh uh, he gives a winger speech to Willie Jr. that ends up being what Jeff himself needed to say and hear. And it actually ends quite nicely with the way that he says, and he'll never know that unless I go back or whatever. And then he's mm-hmm. like, oh, he should know. And he turns back around. It's sitcom It's the way that storylines like this have to go. But I thought yeah. it was really well delivered by Joel. And the way that Joel plays Jeff coming to the conclusion as he's talking was really well done. A really, really great moment from Joel. Mm -hmm. I like this too. Shirley comes back in and the rest of the study group talk about how they're going to bust her out of this place. 
But uh, that's not really going to be what the storyline is. Instead, it's just a silly little joke where they all kind of talk over each other about <laughs> their plan. Uh, Abed has a map of Shirley's house <laughs> written on his chest. I love Shirley. Like, I know what my house looks like. But <laughs> they have the plan. Break. Then they all talk at once. There's no real plan. They're talking over each other. You can hear Troy say something like, Okay, first you're going to get in the trash can, and we're going to sneak you out as trash. But you have to dress up like a baby. <laughs> and Shirley is appreciative of this, but she's here because this is her family. She can't just leave like that. She gives a nice speech about her family and what they mean to her. She condescends the gay Batman comment, <laughs> which was nice, too. A good enough wrap-up for this storyline. Yeah. And the rest of the study group realized that they need to be there for Shirley in a different way. Uh, Shirley gives them freedom to leave. Shirley probably understands that this is uncomfortable for them. Won't feel that bad, even though she will feel kind of bad if they leave. Uh, and they decide to stay, to be good friends for Shirley. And it's nice. <laughs> Meanwhile, some of Shirley's family start wanting to hide in the garage, too, because they're trying to get away from Pierce. That's a funny <laughs> capper on it. Mm-hmm. Jeff shows back up to his yeah, dad's house. Yeah, what the hell's Britta doing? Her hair's Britta's all like, you up. came back. See, exactly. Britta is there because she's f***ing... Jeff's dad. She's not, but uh, that I feel like it would have made sense for that to have happened. But why else would Britta be there, huh? Just because Jeff maybe, left all in a tizzy and Britta's like, maybe I'll stick around a little Jeff's while. Dad. I don't know. Jeff shows up and he's, I don't know, Jeff seems a little above the type of speech that he gives to his dad, but he's like, you know what? I'm going to tell you how you actually screwed me up, how I'm screwed up, and why it's your fault. And you have to listen, because this is the only time I'm going to get to tell you. I'll bring back up our own personal daddy issues. Is that something that you have any desire for? Um, It would probably be therapeutic, but... It's a hard thing. Yeah, it, it's not anything that it's I'm like you know, yes clamoring no. for. It, there's it, therapeutic, but for what? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. There is a little bit of escapism in getting to watch Jeff say these things to his totally. dad. Totally. nicely acted scene that I can relate to. There are a couple cheesy lines uh, that are a little season four-y, but overall it's a nice, honest moment from Jeff, uh, and I really like it. I always like when we get to see this side of Jeff. We say all the time that we want to like Jeff, and they make it really hard to sometimes. Jeff comes up aces in this episode. Yeah, the story about him stabbing himself with scissors to pretend to have appendicitis, yeah. like that's that's heavy for this show. Yeah. And honestly, it's the type of writing that I would normally attribute to someone like Dan Harmon. It's damn mm -hmm. good writing. And the postcards, now he keeps them under his bed to, to feel like someone cared about him, even though it was fake, just because he didn't... Yeah. I, maybe not to this extreme of a story, but certainly can I relate to doing all kinds of attention-seeking things mm -hmm. as a child because I was acting out. And yeah. then what happens here? Did the dad have the a heart attack or fake it? Did he attack? fake it? He faked it, yeah. That's like a little too much. That's a season four thing. I almost forgot about this because of how much they nailed what yeah. happens and right they... before it. It's very season four. It's like, they're like, remember we're a community. People fake heart attacks on this show. Oh, yeah, he did fake a heart attack. Like, come on, kind of a Hail Mary. That was lame. That was whack. I would have bought it more if uh, he had actually had a heart attack. And mm -hmm. then that wouldn't have worked either because they've done that before with Pierce's dad. Yeah. 
So Jeff and Brito walk outside and get back in the car that now they're leaving in together, which is very much like, it's so clear that the outside of this house is a parking lot. <laughs> yeah. That's no driveway or even like not a driveway. Cool the cars are sideways. Parking areas outside a house. It's a now. Here's lot. the argument, though. These if it's like a addition, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. But still, not a driveway. Maybe that's why they awkwardly green screened the sign for it back on the opposite <laughs> angle. So you knew. Jeff is able to thank Britta for helping him. Oh, come did we to this skip conclusion. the stupid line where he's like, "I bet you want to have sex with me right now," which I get. He's referencing what she said to. Him and his dad earlier. No, I think but that's like, still. I think that's still about to happen. No, I think that's the first thing he says. We missed it. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Yeah, it's a very, very stupid line. Uh, very inconsiderate of Jeff to say that, even considering Jeff being inconsiderate sometimes. Mm-hmm. Feels weird that they're gonna make a joke like that and not mention Troy being British partner at all. Yeah, I get that they don't want to dwell on it in every episode. They don't have to, but it is a part of the show right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's a little it's a little strange, but it's one of just a few nitpicks in this episode. I yeah, like this episode I still a lot. give this episode a strong B plus. Yeah, I think B plus a strong B plus is a great place to put it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeff and his brother have a nice <laughs> moment. I love the way the ad. They said that this is a stunt double, which makes sense. But mm-hmm. the him like trying to climb into the car and shaking his legs around is really funny. Meanwhile, now we're back at the at the school. Everyone's showing up and they're talking about how. Uh, Pierce was really racist at Shirley's Thanksgiving and did <laughs> white face over black face and Pierce tries to say, it's meta, come on. <sighs> Another Abed gets it. It's still funny though. Even though blackface is never funny and Pierce isn't that funny. Abed is funny. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden they show up and Jeff has prepared a whole Thanksgiving dinner to make up for it. If you think about it, there are a couple things that are weird. Is this the same day? Is this Thanksgiving? Why are they all showing up at the school on Thanksgiving? Why are all these people at the school on Thanksgiving? Uh, yeah, is this, this the, the same, Monday? Is this the same day that the Thanksgiving thing is happening at, at at the school is happening? Why are they not at that? I don't know. It's yeah. just like they were like, let's get them all back together around a table. We'll make the study room a Thanksgiving table. It's yeah. a Thanksgiving ending. I don't know. It feels a little weird little tacked on for him to make them a whole dinner but i do like the idea of returning to some like chosen family narrative after jeff has gotten his due with his own family (laughs) and the dean joins too which is sweet i even even though the shawshank thing is totally gone now Mm -hmm. i quite enjoy what we hear from abed at the end here yeah because he's still doing a, uh, a Shawshank voiceover thing, but it kind of reveals some emotions a little bit from Abed that we don't normally get to see. Um, him talking about talking with Jeff about what had happened in the future and his hopes for the future holidays and how he hopes that they can be fun like this one was. Yeah, I and do like the the Abed's ends. ending quite a bit. Yeah, it's an earned cool, cool, cool. Season four could have ruined cool, 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 and they mm-hmm. didn't hear. We'll let it slide. And that's the end of the episode. The only thing we've got left is a end tag where Shirley is doing laundry in her garage, humming Daybreak, notices a breeze, and realizes that indeed behind the Shirley Sandwiches poster, which is just cool looking. Yeah, I was thinking, I was like, damn, that'd be really cool to have. That they, it it looks just like Shirley and she looks like a badass. Uh, She notices that indeed there is this huge hole in her drywall and everything, the whole wall, to escape from the garage, which... I'm sure has a much easier way to nonchalantly mm-hmm. leave the rest of the house. It's a funny enough bit to actually get to see the hole in the wall, 
But Yvette does some weird acting choices sometimes and some deliveries. I think she's I'll like, have to remember this for I'll next year. I'll have to remember this for next year. It's a cheesy yeah. line, but she delivers it awful cheesy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then that's the end of the episode. It's not a, a huge laugh to end the episode with. But I do still very much say that this is a strong episode of Community. Yeah. Season four or not, I think Best this is one a of the season for me, episode. and I don't think it's super close. Best one of the season, not even close. And I think I like this more than a chunk of season three episodes. Yeah. And that being said, who's the MVP? It's easy for me. It's Jeff. Yeah. It's a Same. great episode. Uh, maybe not Jeff's funniest episode. Surely I'll give an honorable mention to because even mm-hmm. though she's not in it that much, what they do with her character in this episode is great. Uh, and I'd probably give another honorable mention to Adam Devine if I, if I was going to go further than yeah. that. But it's just Jeff's episode. It's a big deal to put Jeff's daddy issues into an episode at this point in the show's run. And they did it perfectly. And Joel McHale was up to the task of acting it. Great job. Props to Joel. Yeah, I think that... Uh, Jeff for me was an easy choice as well. I I enjoyed Abed and Shirley a lot in this episode. Pierce as well. Adam Devine was great. Um, I think this is one of my least favorite Britta episodes this season so far. In a season where Britta has been probably my favorite character. Yeah, for I don't a lot know that she bothered me enough to go that far with it, but I see what you mean. Yeah, I, I think it's just an okay Britta episode. Yeah. Um, but. All that being said, I mean, Jeff for sure is the MVP. I think he Joel did a great job of acting it. They did a great job of writing Jeff in this episode. Um, and it's nice to get to see some maturity and a little bit of, like, Jeff actually dealing with something, which is good. Yeah, great episode. I will say great episode. A couple of little nitpicks, but we didn't find a lot to complain about while we went through no. it. No. It came up looking pretty good. So if this is an episode that you haven't watched in a while like us, It's a season four one worth putting back on. I I say you put it on. Totally. And that's it for us this week. We did it. Another podcast in the can. 2022 is starting off strong over here on You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. No? You don't think so? Is it my turn? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah, you may speak. I, I, I was going to let you go. I was, I was going to let you, like, you know, talk about the year and, and, and say how pretty I looked. Yeah. Um, you didn't look that pretty. You You've looked prettier. Okay, okay. Uh, but no, I was, it's, The it's, last it, year was a great year of podcast. Yeah, it was, you know, probably, Zach, in all honesty, last year was like the best year of my life, and, and the podcast was a big part of that. So I, I enjoyed doing it. Thank you guys for listening. Um, we look forward to, you know, riding out the rest of this pandemic that we started Yes. Uh, with the show. Should be fun. We got some fun things planned. Yes, next uh, week we'll be back to talk about episode six of season four, which Ooh. is advanced documentary filmmaking. It is the Changnesia episode. So excited. Can't wait. Write us in. Can't disappoint podcast at gmail.com. Trivia. Episode MVP. Favorite funny moment from advanced, I guess, if you have one, from advanced documentary <laughs> filmmaking. We're diving into that next week. Excited for that. Uh, and I, what else do we have to say? Steven, where can the people find us? Come uh, to us. Come here to us on Twitter. Um, over at You Can't Dis a Pod. Lots of fun stuff going on over there. Mm-hmm. Um, we're also on Instagram over at Can't Disappoint Podcast. Mm-hmm. We're on Facebook and YouTube under the whole name of the show, You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. Come check us out on all those places. Give us a like, comment, subscribe. Just smash that like button. Obliterate that follow button. 
And if you like what we do here, one last little plug, patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. That's where all the extra magic happens. That's how you can help us take the show further. Give us a little scratch there. We'd love it. We'd love to be scratched by you. Ooh, itchy, itchy. I think that's going to do it for this week. We'll be here next week. I'm glad you were here to join us this week from inside the Dreamatorium. Black Lives Matter. Uh, Don't cut holes in the walls of your friends. I'm Zach. I'm Steven. We love you. Howdy, partner. Yeah, okay. I'll put a big cannonball splash. That'll make it better. Splash! Cannonball! See you all next week. Goodbye. And the cat's in the cradle and the silver spoon. Little boy blue and the man on the moon. When you're coming home, dad, I don't know when. But we'll get together then. You know we'll have a good time then. And we're out. Another iCarly in the bag.